0: Hey, everybody. It's that time again. DD&C coming to you from our studio here in Westchester. I'm next to my co-host, Senor Bradley Olson. Glad you're with us, everybody. We are talking what makes a great coach tonight. And we're going to focus on uh, process. Versus results. Process versus results. Uh, if you got a question, comment, topic, please DM myself or my co-host, Mr. Brad, at SCTrojanBrad, or at Jeff Locanti Tennis, and we will talk about anything you want us to talk about. We have an awesome show, okay? I'm not going to lie, it has been a fun week of March Madness. It's over, we're moving on, and I know you want to talk headlines, and I know you've been excited about uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, and I'm just going to throw it over to you,
1: and you can kick it off with some headlines. Headlines. The ones that you're not gonna read on ESPN, or maybe one. That's right. So special. Well, one is, but I want your opinion. So Okay. The Masters is next week. Woo! Tiger Woods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, was I laughing? I'm yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. I play tennis. T-
1: t- <laughs> Tiger Woods is out walking the course. Likely testing to see if he has the endurance to walk the entire oh, thing to see how on. he feels. It's all speculation at this point. So my question is: Okay, would you rather see him? I'll use the phrase "lace him up" and play poorly, miss the cut, or not, and wait till he can, you know, compete and maybe, you know, make the top ten or challenge for the top spot.
0: That's a good question.
1: I think. I honestly? mean, honestly, I mean, I kind of like selfishly, I want to see him, but then right. you don't, you don't, <laughs> no, you don't want to say, all right. Put him out the pasture, like he's done. Right, look at him. I'd rather wait.
0: I'm definitely in that camp of I want to see him at his max potential, not like your regular weekend warrior Joe that's going to hit ten over par.
1: Or you can tell that it's not. He's not the same. He's not ready. He should not be out there. He's he's limping on the second day or something.
0: It is cool though to see him out there. I mean, that is building the excitement. That's on your radar, right? Yeah, it's on everyone's
1: radar, but.
0: So that's I'd rather,
1: cool. I'd rather wait. Yeah, but do you really he, think he's going to play? No.
0: Yeah, but I like that he's because, building some maybe because he sun? said,
1: "I'm going to only play if I can compete at the highest level." Exactly. And he, that's why he's out there walking because it, it, apparently I've I've never been there, but apparently it's very hilly, so okay. he's kind of testing it. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Next headline. I was really excited to share this one. A couple of days ago, or maybe yesterday the Barcelona-Real Madrid women's Champions League quarterfinal set a world record for most people in attendance for a women's event ever. 91,000 people. Come on. So normally they play in a stadium that... They heard our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> normally they play... Exactly. I love they, it. Normally they play in a stadium that seats... Like 6,000, and then they started to realize, uh, we need to move That's to a different cool. stadium. That's great. 98,000, 91,000 people showed up, which is amazing. The team felt That's great. Awesome. The coaches are just like of so course. inspiring. Oh my God. They destroyed Real Madrid <laughs> <That is so laughs> to cool. move on. But you, pro- you might know this. Do you know what the previous world record is for most attended women's event ever? Mm. On record.
0: Uh, I don't, I'm going to take a guess with the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team.
1: In, when you were about 20?
0: I was 20.
1: 21, maybe. So Scott, you, is it soccer? <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. USA-China World yeah. Cup final. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That was the, the shootout, right? Yeah. Yeah. That with, was with, previous. With Mia Hamm, so, or
0: somebody taking off their shirt, right? That, like like you know, Oh, like geez, used,
1: I forgot her name. Yeah, like, I think that was Mia Ham. No, it wasn't. Oh, you're
0: right. It wasn't. Uh, the it's whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. think about that. 23 but the, Mia Hamm years. But Miahan was on that team.
1: Yes, 23 years. Like, that was, the, that was it. And they set right. a world record at a just Champions League quarterfinal. It wasn't even a final of Europe or World Cup or anything, which is just amazing. Likely because people are like, I'm so tired of being inside. I want to go cheer for my team in the stadium. <laughs> let's, go, let's all go.
0: That, that is I cool. was really excited to see that. Is that is very cool.
1: Last, and this just came out today. So everyone tomorrow when they re- hear about this, the seven people listening to us, Greg Gordon, thank you very much. Shout out to you.
0: Uh, we but, have eighty <laughs> followers now. Okay. <laughs> okay, according to our analytics, so they're all over the world. By so, the
1: way, so the coach of um, St. Peter's, Yep, Shaheen Holloway. Yeah, do you know where he played in college when he Rutgers? was Seton Hall? Okay, I was close. Today announced six-year deal. Coach of Seton. No, yeah. they were alluding to that. Um, Everybody was. They knew yeah. once the coach left, they're like, Well just welcome oh, home." Really? I don't want to say prodigals. Oh, welcome home.
0: A, I guess. I guess you got it. You it was have trajectory, to. Right? Are you kidding?
1: Okay. He barely.
0: Okay. You know, okay. like. All right. I'm a little you, sad.
1: I'm not. I'm happy for Expected. him. Expected. Yeah. Yeah. Need, yeah. It's time for him to move up to the, the big stage. Okay. Bigger stage. Okay. All right. He took, I, I get he that. He took them as far as they can. Yeah.
0: Care. Yeah. Yeah, what well, what a story. First 15 seed making the
1: Elite Eight, is that yeah. right? First anything over a 12 making the Elite Eight, yeah. which is amazing.
0: Yeah. And he was, I mean, not to get off talking, but he was so cool about it, right? From a coach's perspective, he was just he was awesome. so nonchalant, like handled the pressure really well, didn't change from beginning to end his
1: personality. He was who he is. Well. Just be yourself. I mean, also, likely outcoached, out prepared some of the guys that he went against who are obviously yeah. at much bigger yeah. schools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was an awesome story at St. Peter's. Uh I got a I got a headline. Are you done? Yeah. Wait, you have one more? No. Okay. So you know I like Formula One. Yeah. I like I like fast cars. I don't own a fast car, but I like fast cars. <laughs> <laughs> and last season was probably the most exciting season ever in F one history. Not just my opinion. Uh, Billions of people around the world agree. Yes, I've heard. Um, So it became
1: so popular that it came up at the NFL owners meetings. People started asking, "How do we get into this thing?" Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's
0: it's really there. You know, two in particular drivers and two in particular teams: Red Bull and Mercedes are the teams. And you have Max Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton. These two drivers just. Have been battling it out. It is the coolest thing to watch, and so we're now into this year. It just started. We're three, ra- we're two races in, and it's been a wild start.
1: After two races,
0: wild. I mean, I'm talking wild. They're out. What there. makes
1: it wild? Does someone pass someone at the last second? No, I mean, like to me. That like There's wild. a
0: couple things here that are wild. So you've got the teams that are coming out, right? You know, as we say, the past doesn't matter in the present. There's a new season. You've got new drivers, new teams. So a lot of shifting goes on. However, on some of these more prominent teams that have big payrolls, they keep some of their drivers. And these two young drivers on Ferrari, Ferrari's one of the most synonymous race car driving cars for companies in uh, the car world. Okay, for a long time, as you said, so they have they've kept the two drivers. They come out of the gates hot, but there's also crashes and accidents that go on, and there's controversy. So, no disrespect to them, they have taken the top spot, which Mercedes and Red Bull have held last like ten years.
1: What Red Bull is not a car. (laughs) It is not a car. (laughs) It is. They might have wings. What (laughs) What are the Red Bull team? What do they drive?
0: Uh, so, their car is a Honda. Ah. Ferrari is a Ferrari. <laughs> Mer- uh, and a Mercedes is a Mercedes. And
1: Americans have no team. We do have a team, actually. Ford. There's a
0: Haas. Haas, this gentleman that is uh, actually very prominent in um, race car driving on the, I would say, uh, what's the, like, think Daytona. I don't know. what What's that car called? Um NASCAR, yeah. So he has a team in NASCAR. So he was persuaded to
1: but pretty what, much what start a team. What kind of car do they drive? was the question
0: the F one car? Is that what you are asking? No, what, what? Who
1: made it? The American, theirs, The American car.
0: Uh, that's a good question. I do not. I have to look at that. It's who it's makes the be Hots. Ford or Chevy? You would think. Well, <laughs> but it's you know what it is. It, it what it comes down to the parts. Okay. So each, yeah, each team is. Um, you know, it's 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 fun. It's exciting. That's all I'm going to say. You've got to watch I'm it. you got to check it out. Uh, yeah. Everybody's you, you,
1: starting to talk about yeah,
0: it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, it really is exciting. There's a lot going on there, and so I'm super excited that these young drivers for Ferrari have uh, taken the lead. That's all I'm going to say. The next one is I'm going with my picks, okay, because I know I'm ahead of you.
1: <laughs> you won.
0: Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sorry.
1: Let me be clear. The LeConte's... <laughs> Bracket beat, my kids won. beat the Olsen bracket, <laughs> right. which was dra- Jeff drafted the wife, that's Karen. That's right. That's right. Her bracket that's right. Was drafted oh, as the. Oh,
0: that's right. Lucky for you. I actually thought she had a pretty good bracket. I was a little nervous, but I'm going with South Carolina on the women's side and Villanova on the men's side to win. You know, I'm re-scrambling, and uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm picking now. Well, Villanova is my wife's alma mater, so I got to go with best them. players. So that's okay. In trouble. It's my wife's alma mater. I'm going with them. And by the way. All of these teams that are in the men's and women's these last eight teams, have you noticed the coaches? And I'm going to segue here. Go
1: get their goats. Well, maybe no. Hubert Davis. There's is a not.
0: couple that you could Gino Oriyama for UConn Gino, Women's.
1: Jay Wright has won two championships.
0: Jay Wright, Duke, obviously coach Shashovsky. <laughs> Stanford. Do you know the Stanford women's coach? Her legacy.
1: She's coached for a really long time. She, 30 years or something. I mean,
0: you want to talk uh, accolades, like on and on. And what I think is cool is that you have all these coaches that are, there's a lot of characteristic qualities that we want to touch on.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm excited.
0: Uh, And I want to make sure that you tell us what you're thinking about the process versus the results cuz there's a lot of qualities and characteristics that make a great coach not just one um there's a lot there and I know you want to kick it off with well, uh
1: this is going to be a multi week <laughs> subject yeah, that we're we going to talk about because yeah. as I'm thinking about this we're going to talk a lot about the physical side but you know I don't know how much we can focus on the mental side but that's certainly part of it being a being a mental leader not just you know coaching the physical side yep but I was speaking of Shaheen Holloway from formerly of St. Peter's now of Seton Hall he posted something this mm-hmm. week that basically I read as trust the process so I'm going to read it to you it was actually I like it it was actually paraphrasing from a book what does trust the process mean <clears throat> It's subjective, <laughs> but could mean a lot of things to different people. But um, he was reading, and he must have had an inspirational quote. So this was a, a quote that he decided to post, and it said, After a few losses in a row, Coach Chris Beard, who was Texas's head coach, formerly Texas Tech, took him to the Final Four, was asked if he was going to do anything differently because they were losing. So he quotes, No, we stay the course. Process. Get up. Make sure you win the day. Go to class. Sit in the first couple rows. Take your hat off. Turn your cell phone off. Listen to the teacher. Take notes. Get in the training room. Take care of your body. Make sure you eat four or five meals a day. Get in the video room. Watch it. Take hard coaching. Be a man. Get to practice. Get loose. Embrace the practice. Come back at night and get your shots up. Be a great teammate. Get in the weight room. It's the process. It's what you do. You stay after it. We work at this 362 days a year, and you get 31 games. It's not just about the game. It's about the process. We just got to keep fighting. A few nights later, the team beat the number one team in the nation. Stay the course is how it ended. And so I'm like, wow. That is powerful. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, after you're losing, you might start to rethink, okay, do I need to change the starting lineup? Right. You know, do I got to take somebody out? Do I have to change the way we practice? Do I have to change the way we, you know, speak to the team? He said, no, this is my philosophy. This is what we do. This is going to be ingrained in every single one of my players every single day. And so it doesn't matter if we win or lose. Do these things eventually you'll get theoretically there's a lot of variance and wins and losses and yes you can play well and lose and you can play horribly and win yes so it, okay. but it's more of trust the process you likely will win more often than you lose
0: I'm dying to jump in can I jump yeah, in Joe sorry <laughs> um, the thing that uh, I really sticks out to me is consistency yeah I think as a great player as a great coach There is this intangible, that's like a pillar, that's a foundation for your daily routine, your weekly routine, your monthly routine, and it's called consistency. You see the best coaches, the best players, they are super consistent. And it's those, there's a lot in what he said, what you quoted, that there's a ton in there, particularly about details and you cannot overlook details as a coach, I think one of the greatest coaches, if not probably on, on the list, for I think a lot of people, you would say Coach Wooden.
1: 100%.
0: Right? Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of great coaches out there from, you know, elite sports, elite athletes at the highest level down to the recreational level. We are going to highlight mostly the highest level.
1: I love a quote. Speaking of wooden, I was reading about him today. This is a fantastic quote that he said. It's very simple. It's too late for preparation when opportunity strikes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have done the work already, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that last week, you right?
0: <laughs> about the when you're playing and that's what it that's what it's all about. You've got to be prepared.
1: So this Are you prepared? Uh <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <I laughs> love put me I on the He oh, put I I me on the spot. <laughs> so so this had me thinking and it made me start thinking about a philosophy that I have in my life when I'm coaching. Okay or when I'm parenting. This I wanna hear. And I will say that I think society as a whole uh-huh. has done all of us a disservice. Oh, so,
0: but, uh, can I, there's like,
1: I'm going a, a, a to paint a
0: picture for you, dude. You just dropped it. That's a big statement. <laughs> I'm going to paint Society a picture. For you. So
1: here's the picture and everybody listening. Your kid has a game. Let's call it a soccer game. She, her, him or her gets home from the soccer game and grandma's visiting. Yeah. Cool. Exciting. What's the very first question? Grandma always asks after the game. Did you win? Did you win? Drives me That's, nuts. And drives drives me, <laughs> me nuts. Because what is it? You, Do we not care? Are we so impatient that we don't really care what happened during the game? What's we the
0: first question? It should be.
1: Well no hold on. What's the <laughs> Okay, sa- I'm jumping okay, ahead. <laughs> okay, so so let's okay. say you win, you get excited she gets yeah. excited. Everyone's gets excited. The kid gets excited. What if they say, Okay, we lost. Right. What's usually the second question. In a soccer game. What was the score? Did you score?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Something with a right? score, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't,
1: it's all in that right to the yes. outcome. Yes. So as a society, it's either we're too lazy to figure out, to ask the questions, to really get into the story for a kid. Yeah. Or we think they get so excited if they win or if they lose, if they scored a goal, they get so excited. And so we have to fight that to our 81 listeners out there, <laughs> fight it. So, <laughs>
0: fight I the power. so
1: I try to say yeah. it's it's natural to say that because you want them to win because it's everyone it's exciting to win, but at the same time I catch myself if I ever ask them that I always ask, did you have fun? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: number two question.
0: Or did what? I tell you that? <laughs>
1: You should. No, it, it but is, the it golfer's is. dad, Tigala, remember? He doesn't say good luck. He says, have fun. You already yes. you did enough. Yes. You don't need luck. Preparation. So, exactly. So, did you have fun? I don't really care if you scored. Did you stop someone from scoring? How many assists did you have? Did you cheer for other people? Like, I think about, you know, we don't really go into the preparation after the game. Yeah. But we might, if we say, we lose, we always lose. I I, I like to say... A very important thing that I uh, try to empower my kids to. I don't say the answer for them. I say, what do you think you could do differently? And they've probably heard me say a thousand times. Practice. You know, they roll their eyes at me. But I want them to hear that. <laughs> I want them to think that. Yeah, th- <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, They're only, they're only nine <laughs> and seven. They're already doing that. But <laughs> At some point, they're going to say, all right, let's go. Let's go practice. You know, I'm yeah. not going to say, "Yeah, all right, we got to go outside. Because I'm taking the fun out of it. It's not their idea.
0: And there, can I just say there's, you know, being a coach and also a dad and, um, there are so many other good open-ended questions that as a, as a, as a witness, as a, as a, as a supporter, as a parent, um, as a coach that you can ask that you might not even be thinking about on the radar, such as, Hey, was there something that happened that you really thought you did well at, or you we're surprised by because it might be, they might be so excited to want to tell you they hit a forehand cross court that they haven't ever done before and the coach missed it or, you know, the player missed it or I've never hit that angle. And you weren't, it wasn't even on your radar. You were looking at three other things, right? And so then it brings out this awesome discussion about effort. And then there are so many questions about, Attitude, which is super important, okay? Uh, from a co- coaching standpoint, always looking at how the attitude is.
1: Yeah, but, yeah.
0: From your simplest, players.
1: Did you have fun is part of that, right? I mean, because if yes they do not have any fun, they're like, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: No, yes and no. There's and, and I, I mean, I'm saying, I'll give you an example of a question relating to attitude. Did you feel like you were running down to the bases and wanted to quit, and you didn't? Okay, so that's an, a clear example of, I tried my hardest, I was disciplined enough not to give up, and that attitude of, well, I got on first, and then we actually scored like five more runs, dad, mm. or mom. I like that. And so it's, and, and now, now that might be one inning, and they might have lost, however, it was
1: super important to them that you weren't even paying attention to. But that gets me into another philosophy, I'm kind of getting off topic, but- it's in that moment he or she is controlling what he or she can control. Yeah. Like you can't control if they make an error. You can't control how I mean a lot of the the a lot of things. You can control how fat how hard do you run to first base.
0: Absolutely. That's a that's a choice that is effort and attitude related.
1: Takes zero talent, by the way. Exactly. Those things.
0: Exactly. As and from a coach, you're those are the expectations.
1: You know, when you're
0: you're talking process, right? We're talking process. And going back to what you were saying, that quote, that was the Texas Tech coach? Is that what he it was? He used to be. Now he's okay. Texas. Okay. So my, my point is that he's talking about that consistency from his players, expectations, the details, the process. So when it's time to do it, you already have that ingrained discipline and attitude and effort, and when you, if you read about Coach Wooden, you know his teams. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, go to him because he was, uh, in my opinion, probably, and I never knew him. I, I just know his legacy. But he, he was, he was, he crossed the boundaries between human being, character based coaching, uh, and. And, and a coach. So he had a whole foundation that was already set. And then his players had to live to those expectations. And an example would be one of the players was not happy with the food. Okay, we're talking details here. Oh, yeah. With the team. And so this one guy wants to just say, this food is terrible. Well, guess what? We all think it's terrible, but we eat it. Yeah. And we do this day in and day out. What makes you above everybody else? And so it's... Yeah, but but he, but he if the laid, coach
1: doesn't think it's terrible, then... then. Well, no, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, was, it wasn't, yeah, right? Was hitting, but.
0: Yeah, right? It, and, and so everybody's eating it. But if you cannot let that thinking into something as simple as a dinner because then it takes over permeates and next thing you know practice is terrible my shoes are terrible my socks are terrible the
1: bus ride is terrible right the way the assistant coach talks to me is terrible i mean it was roommates roommate's terrible <laughs> my podcast guy is terrible oh come on <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, these coaches, that's where it ends. See, you've got to, right. you've got to stop it at the beginning.
0: <laughs> these coaches, these eight coaches, I'm going to go back to the NCAA because it's so hot right now, but it doesn't matter whether you're an NCAA coach or college level coach or a rec coach. There's an, the process is about excellence. Yeah. I like that. It's about what do you want to show because if you're just an innocent bystander and you do not say anything and you watch this kid or an adult just kind of go ah oh, put their hands up and go oh, i you know I did my best you like I call your bluff bull took us <laughs> no you like there's a you know there 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 is a a part of you as a coach for me that I don't I don't I just don't have any tolerance for that
1: that that also makes me think about another attribute of a coach in stealing in his players. Hopefully, is the desire to understand, because I think that helps them with the process. Totally. So, I read a quote from a guy. I read a book, a coach who wrote a book about school actually, and about how you know college football is not football college. Those, you're, you're you're here to do other things, not just play football. But one of his quotes, which I thought, if was, only they all taught that, <laughs> so I, true. I thought it was so interesting. He said, "Don't do it because I said so. Do it because right. you know why." So ask, be in, be, you know, have enough courage to ask the coach. Coach, I don't understand why we're doing it this way. Can you help me understand? I think I got it. Is this it? Yeah, that's the best way to get there. But if you're just doing it because well, there's some things you have to do because the coach says you're trusting in the process, but you know, if you're not understanding what particular defense you're trying to take away or what it's agreeable you're trying to take
0: away. It's agreeable. It's agreeable,
1: it, right? When, when it the goes coach into says the attitude of the player, going back to what you said, it's the attitude of the player. All of your players need to have that attitude.
0: Yep. Yep. You it, sent me that text about one of the players who's considered in the go category in the NBA. And you sent me that that video of him and he just gave up on a play. When he Uh-oh. could have just gone for that rebound and slammed it back wow. in, and he dogged it. Yeah, uh, that's we're not a, getting into details, that's but a subject but this, for another. But day. this is what I'm saying. This is what defines. He's
1: not on my goat list now. That's right, and <laughs> and I and I can't agree more. This and
0: that's that is the discipline. Just because he didn't get, he just literally had a temp, temper tantrum because he yeah. didn't get the ball.
1: Yeah, he was Co- posting up, and no one passed the ball, and then he literally watched the ball hit the the rim and didn't even try to get it. How many hands does me? it
0: take to make a? A uh, 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 hoop in basketball. How many hands? Not a trick question. <laughs> ten hands. Ten? There's five guys out there. Everybody's important. Oh, to ma- thought, to okay. make a basket. To make a bat-
1: not to- okay. <laughs> no one says make a hoop. I'm sorry, a ten- a tennis guy.
0: <laughs> but my my, my <laughs> point is that everybody counts. It doesn't matter whether he, he's the fifth guy, he's the tenth guy, he's the twelfth guy, he's the fourteenth guy. I don't know how many guys are on a basketball team. Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's it, five
1: on the court and then there's the guy. Yeah, but that's you know why
0: they were so successful, UCLA. That's why Coach Wooden is considered one of the, if not the greatest He's coach. Like, you know, like everybody was the same.
1: You can't have a Mount Rushmore of coaching without John Wooden. It's impossible. It's, it's, I, or maybe I, I, I basketball, agree 100. Maybe basketball. No, no. Basketball. I would,
0: I would actually go further to say coaching. Okay. Yeah, but
1: it's only four guys or four coaches, so it's going to be subjective. And the younger generation. Right. Another so podcast, say, exactly. <laughs> Mal Rushmore. That of coaches is also <laughs> going to be in a future two-minute warning. I can't wait.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: So I'm going to talk. Look,
0: the I think we know an NFL player that we you could say by Brady by name, and you would know who he is. And I want to read a quote. Okay. I because love quotes. It, 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 this is this We're talks about quotes. not just Brady but the coach when he was under Belichick. Uh, this comes from the man in the arena. Have you seen it? Not yet. Oh man, it is just oh god, juiciness. It is. I couldn't watch it quick enough. It, it, I've watched. And, oh, I'll tell you in a sec. So this is Tom Brady talking about Coach Belichick after a loss. The coach can decide to move on or coach hard. And pick those couple of plays that make you see that you still have work to do. The one thing about hard coaching is it's only as good as the ability for the players to receive it. But there has to be a culture built around people who can hear and or receive the message. Mental toughness and thick skin are needed because it's all about the why. This, when he said that, I was just...
1: Brady said that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because...
1: You have to have it, because... uh, But there are players, there are coaches that don't. Well, no, but I remember him all specifically saying, kind of, after they just beat someone, I don't know, I'll give an example, 45-10. Belichick was ripping them for the three mistakes that they had made that game, and Brady... Said something like, "Are you kidding me?" He was talking to us like we just lost by three touchdowns. I'm pretty sure we won by 30 points. The process. So, Do no, your job. He called it. He gave us some humble pie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Said. so. Meant if you're getting humble pie every single time, even when you win majority of the games, that you know you have to have mental toughness, or you're gonna you're not gonna be on the team. You got to take hard coaching back to what Chris Beard said. Take hard coaching. Yes. I love that. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to play at an elite level, they always say be coachable, right? But I think it's. Yeah. What does that mean? But be coachable. What does that mean? You know, that means when you make a mistake, (laughs) you think you're right, but you're wrong that you're listening to the coach and you're not trying to defend your position. That's part of it. But also this part, take hard coaching. Yeah. Oh, you're, you know, I'm going to tell you why you're not so great, even though I know you are, but I need you to, to think that you're not great enough yet because we have bigger aspirations than
0: just winning on the game. I'm putting you on the spot. Name one tennis player. You can name two. <laughs> A, male, male, I can name like four. Male or female <laughs> that have had to deal with
1: hard coaching. Uh, Andy Murray? No. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Come on. I'm terrible at these. The American who won no. the one Wimbledon, the only the yeah. last American to win a U.S. Open. No. What's that guy's name? Roddick? No. Andy Roddick?
0: No. no, no. Keep going.
1: Novak Djokovic one of,
0: considered one of nope considered one of the one of the greatest. He's in that category for the guy and for the woman. Could be one of the greatest athletes ever. For the Martina
1: and Navratilova. No. <laughs> All right, no. just tell no, me. No,
0: but we're talking coaching, not playing. Coaching.
1: I thought you. They've said. had to
0: deal with hard coaching. Yes, exactly.
1: I don't know Rafa. any of their coaches.
0: Nobody's harder on Rafa than Uncle Tony was. Ah. He would not let him get away with anything. We'd say, "You got to walk. You got to carry your own bag." Yeah, but that's, dude. That's consistency. That's discipline. That's a strive for excellence. That is a classic case of humble pie. You're not above anybody else. You're a human being. Carry your bag. <laughs> You don't see anybody carry their bag as an athlete. I was watching F one, and one of the one of the drivers had a, had 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 this person holding an umbrella for him. Like, dude, you can hold an umbrella. Come on, bro. That that really that really that's upset a, me. I'm not gonna enabling. lie. That and you know what? That driver. I don't like that driver that, anymore. That's enabling. It's it's terrible. Now on the female side, unless very relevant. <laughs> who's the one? Who are the two? Who are the one? Who's the one? What
1: if that person doesn't have a job coaching. when it's raining. <laughs> No, uh, they've got, not a, just they've gonna, got other things just to do. Come on! I'm just kidding. Come on! Spe- by the way, that's a sore subject for me around school. <laughs> the parents, <laughs> <You're> getting- the <laughs> parents carrying their backpacks for them. What does that? Oh, okay. come
0: on! Come on! Hard, hard coaching <laughs> on the female side. Tennis player considered considered by some as one of the greatest athletes of all time. You know her. I mean, you know her by one name, Serena. It, they, yeah, they had a commercial made for
1: uh, her. Oh, we can't go there. Let's move. I on. know,
0: <laughs> I, but I'm talking hard coaching. Your dad was the opinion. But I got to say, like, I mean, I think they showed, there there are are some, like, there's video of him, and he seemed, I'm I'm sure he coached hard, but he seemed really, his tone was amazing with, I mean, the one clip that they showed, his tone was amazing with Serena about visualizing and thinking about winning and do this serve and go through the process and do the fundamentals and if you, you know, do it this way, like, I was actually really impressed when I saw that commercial. I was like, wow, damn, that's how he talked to her? That's cool. Like she was young and he just spoke to her, you know? It was, was, not going to lie, but that's hard coaching. Yeah. Okay. Now Uh, That's
1: a really interesting question. Curious for your opinion. When do you start? When do you start that? The hard coaching? Like it's a delicate balance, you know? One word, awareness when to start introducing hard coaching to a yeah. young athlete yeah awareness because cuz Serena you if you're re- describing it she probably wasn't very old whether you're he telling her that
0: but she was i mean it looked like she was like 10 yeah young it looked young around that age it's an awareness from the coach understanding who that person whether it's a child or an adult is and how you can encourage them and motivate them and push them and challenge them. That is, there's an art form there. As you said, and I love how you said last week, you want them to pull. Yeah, exactly. So if I keep pushing and that's making them not want to continue to push and try and give me the effort and continue to...
1: Want to go, above, more, go above, go above like, the
0: hard work. You have to go above the hard work. There's not, there's, there. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I am, I, I'm one of the hardest workers out there. When I, to me, on my standards, my training, I'm out there trying to really push myself. Yeah. So I have a very high standard. And do I want to necessarily think that I'm going to do that with one of my students? It all depends. It depends on the receptivity, you, that idea of can they receive the message or is this too much?
1: You have the tools. If they want to go there, you will teach them how to get there. Absolutely.
0: You saw that one practice that was super intense for Brayden. It was awesome. Yeah, but it, he's, it's not sustainable at his age. As he gets older, it's like an intro. It's like, okay, where we, can you do this? And I'm assessing, can he withstand this? For We were out there for an hour. Yeah. At his age, and can he do it for an hour? And do it, not just do it, do it well, right? We talked about the idea of going slow, slow to to your destination. Do something right. Slow do it and slow right is
1: better than fast and wrong. And,
0: <laughs> and what do you when you get out there and you want to just want to play? That's fast and wrong. Yeah, could be. I I had a huge discussion with my wife about this about softball. She wants me to step up with <laughs> with our kids on the coaching, and I said, but my my, I could be looked at so negatively in our community because I could be, I, I could be considered expect- as yes, hard too guilty. hard. They're too young. Too hard. I yeah, mean, they're, okay, they're so literally going out and playing games. Yeah. They're doing drills and skills. Is it to the expectation that I want? No. But my daughter wants to practice on her own here with me. So that's what I'm doing. And I love it. And I'm having a good time with it. But she wants me to be, you know, step up. So I, I said, okay, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll you know. I'll be a body. If I have to be a body, I'll be a body. And, you know, it's
1: it's I okay. St- I stepped up to be an assistant coach.
0: Yeah! Let me get the studio audience here. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's awesome. On my that's son's awesome. baseball team. I love it. I and love it. And it's, it's just like, it's so fun because then, okay, now I think I know how to teach you how to swing a bat, but then these kids are all over the place. They're eight, no, sorry, they're nine, 10, and 11. Yeah. And some of them have no idea how to swing a bat. Yeah. So then I'm sitting there doing all this research on how to like, <laughs> exactly teach them how, how do to I swing a bat. Yeah. Yeah. How do I so. teach
0: somebody? Because it's, it's ingrained in us. It's a habit that we've had. No, right? but
1: I didn't, I didn't learn at the highest level. I know how to sw- I know how, I'm an at Right. Sorry, I'm pretty good at And there's always and can- different
0: ways, right? There's always different
1: ways. Yeah, but it's it's There's it's no like right right. how to teach kids how to swing a bat. It was like this yeah, response. I, I, I I, so, it was right, very simplistic drills is my point. Yeah, that you could teach them what to do with, you know, like things. Anyway, yeah, but so the fundamentals that, of the body parts where they. Align, if I had done it, this, if I had done that for like five years in a row, eventually I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to throw some hard coaching in here because <laughs> this isn't working. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> so maybe it, it's, a, it's a maybe fine line. it might be trial and error a little bit. Yeah. When to try it. Sure, but at some point, it's all hard. You know, like it's all tough coaching. I like to use the word tough coaching. <laughs> yeah, tough, but, hard.
0: I mean, you're yeah, you're talking the same language. Yeah, it's but, getting back to the idea of the process and what we're saying. I think one of the things that I know some great coaches do is they instill the idea of cooperation. So you're 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 asking right because you were asking me when do you hard coach? When do you see that? And um, and so the awareness, but it's also the cooperate, right? There's this, there's this back and forth. This is yin and yang. This flow that you have with a student, when to tone it up, when to tone it down, um, when to push, when to lay off. It's definitely an art form. This
1: is so interesting to me because for most of you that don't know, you are my tennis coach. Right. right. And a lot of the time, (laughs) like you're being too nice. You've got to be Tougher on me. Don't say good shot when it's a horrible shot. Yeah, well, you, you might know, say yeah. good process, whatever great target, it is that, whatever it is that I'm doing. Great target, great footwork. Your your footwork, but. I, I would I, have never I, have thought to make at, that shot, but the, you did. At the beginning, I had to say, <laughs> "You're being too nice. You got to be tough on me. If I'm not doing it, start yeah. over." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's that's but the that's cooperation. What I that's what I want. But that's, all the that's students right. just want to get. Some of them just want to get a good, you know, good workout. You have an agenda.
0: <laughs> you have an agenda. and I love it. Oh no, you're getting a workout. You're, I know yeah, you're no, getting no, a workout. No, but you look like just, a tomato when you're done.
1: <laughs> some people just want to be out there to, you know, like. I yeah, have a couple of good shots. Different and, reasons, right? And, you know, for when this is usually not the one-on-one. Anyway, it's the it's the group. They, yeah. mo- you can't really teach individual coaching when there's four of them, right? You can do it a little bit, but it's mostly right. uh, you got to keep it going, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, another art form. It's it's teaching the team, teaching the group, and uh, and and sprinkling in some individual attention, uh, as I like to say, give them give everybody a post-it note, right? Um, do you, have you heard that? So everybody's got different post-it notes. You're different than the three other people on the court. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's working on the same thing. Uh, and then we might, in, we might do the same concept, right? Like wooden would do, you know, this is the team. We've got five guys, 10 guys doing the same thing, but the guards are working on something different than the forwards. Okay. Follow me.
1: So, that's yeah, the individual yes, attention. Yes, you made, we're doing the same thing you, for the team. You made me think of something. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a dadism in Ooh, dadism. if I can, since this is dads as part of the name of the, the podcast. Yeah. So Karen said, Dad's dudes and coaches. And I think I wanna do this. And it's a post it note. I'm gonna we're gonna get back to coaches. I just want to really quickly just tell you this. I love it. This is this is what came up in your head. You said that you write a note to your kid. You give them on a post-it note. Yeah. And you, you say, bring this to me when you're so afraid to talk to me. But if you bring this to me, I'm going to listen to whatever you have to say. Something along those lines. Yeah. Like, yeah. You did something really, really bad. Bring me this post-it note. Yeah. That means no judgment. Right. Right. I'm just here to listen. I love am not going to get mad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait to hand those out. Hopefully they, they don't. Bring me the post-it note once a week. and <laughs> <laughs> that, that we, that we've got mm-hmm.
0: issues. I think that is the coolest idea because speaking of a coach, from a coach's perspective, when you have that trust, when you have that ability to establish the no, I, I love the no judgment zone. I'm, I'm 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 not going to be upset. I'm going I wanna understand, right?
1: Or it, I wanna help you yeah, fi- fix right, right. <laughs> the problem but and then we'll figure it out.
0: That is it is one of those foundations that I I believe where you respect everyone and you're showing you're you're really leading by example to show empathy and sympathy. And unbelievable human characteristics that you would want: how to win graciously, how to lose graciously, how to, how, how to, you know, in that moment you might just need to listen. I, I can't tell you the I, number of I times need to probably players, go
1: through role plays in right. my head to think about how I'm going to react to that right.
0: situation. And you and, and you, and you know what, your reaction
1: is more important. But okay, I, but but I also need you know as we have the discussion when I give the post it note you cannot lie to me because I'll see right through it or I'll find out eventually and that ruined the whole idea
0: I'm going to throw out a question do you need to say that
1: <laughs> yes cuz I lied to my parents about bad things. but
0: they're already coming to you cuz they have that's where you cannot instill your judgment
1: Okay Are you understanding right. So but, what 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 it what you don't it, it ruins the whole idea if they're lying
0: all right, so give me this example again, because maybe I misheard it.
1: Like I crashed the car and lied about the reason. It ha- I was being an idiot, driving too fast, and I didn't swerved around the cur- the corner and hit the curb. And I said that there was a car there, and I swiveled. Okay, I'm going to go back to your
0: process and outcome. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you're worried about. Uh, if I hear you correctly, you're worried about the outcome, which was that yeah. he lied. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But what's the process?
1: I mean, he came to me, right? But I like, I just crashed my dad's car. I had to. How, tell- how would
0: he have come to you in the moment and not lied? I'm, g- I'm going to leave it at that because I think that's where you're talking process and outcome. This is a really phenomenal example. There's something there that's hindering him. There's a barrier because he's nervous, but he's lied. How do you prevent your kid from not lying? Well, he- In making the right decision. It's it's a really and I don't know well, I don't know if I know have the answer. That's
1: a, that's a process. It's it's a, and but, that's what I'm saying. And they will make mistakes. We all did. Okay, but you know, in that moment, it's got to be the no judgment. If if I had just told him what well, you're happened, judging them, you're if I would have told they lied, him what have just uh, what have happened. <laughs> it wouldn't have changed what happened right. next. That was it. He had to fix the car. Like he was upset. Like you know, like I don't know.
0: It's, I know it's uh, tough, right? Because we want to, it, it, it's one of those things that he, he, the whole idea of like, we don't want them to, you know, we don't want to go to the win, but we're so concerned with the win. So are we doing it as a facade or is, are we genuinely sincere about, I don't care. Like, tell me about other things that happened that were awesome and made you feel good or, yeah. or maybe you're bummed. Like, what? Well, like, I remember my mom sitting with me after we lost by one run to going to the Little League World Series. I cried for 30 minutes on the on <laughs> oh, the stands. Well, that's understandable. She didn't say one word. I, I got done crying. I was like, okay, I'm going to go play with my buddies. Yeah. See you later. I'll see you in that's a half amazing.
1: hour. She didn't say one word. Oh, my gosh. That took so much. I'm sure constraint. Yeah. Discipline. Because she's... Sh- because in those moments, we're all humans. All we want to do is say, you're fine. You played your heart. Yeah. You tried your hard. You had a good season. She,
0: you didn't she, want to hear any of that. I knew she had my back. It was the craziest feeling All ever. she
1: had to do was like Michaela Schifrin's mother. Yeah. Like, on, in the moment yeah. when she was just a mom, not a coach. <laughs> right. She just sat there. Yep. yep. Oh, my gosh. I'm, re- I'm going to remember this moment. For tragedies well, on the sports you know what it did, field that you know my it, kids have.
0: Yeah, you know what it did for me? It made me feel really comfortable in just being myself and knowing that, yeah, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset that we lost and well, we were so close. And
1: I might It really hurts. But I might use empathy also in those moments and tell them about... I might even make up a story about how I had a huge disappointment in the sporting world... You know, like, right, that, that they can relate to, yeah, that would make it seem like, oh, this feeling I'm having, it's okay, yeah, because I'm not the only one having it, and right? It's like, you had it, okay, right? It's anyway, it,
0: there's so many lessons there. I mean, we're talking process, uh, and not results. There is so much there. I think there are definitely. I think John Wooden had like
1: 15, right? He had 15. The pillars of success. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah it, it, that is those. so interesting. Like, you would take, I mean, I think you could take a whole, you know, online course about what they all mean yeah. because there's all these pillars and then there's side words and which one do you start with and which one do you end with. It. Yep. But, you know, if I can do one more quote that I love from Go John for it. Wooden, it's yes, how you run the race, your planning, preparation, practice, and performance counts for everything winning or losing is a byproduct and after effect of that effort you know you know it just it brings me back to the days when i was a novice triathlete (laughs) and you know like i I saw so many people disappointed with their times yeah in the race yeah okay well things got out of control you controlled what you control maybe but for me it was always like the time is going to be a specific byproduct of how much training i did so if, uh, my training was, okay, this is ex- what I expect yeah. in the race. And I don't really care. I'm here to have fun. Yeah. But I remember in a big half Ironman, I was in, I don't know, mile three of the half marathon. I'd already done, you know, mile plus swim and a 56 mile bike. It was really hot. And the lady starts running, you know, I'm passing her. She's like, she says to me, don't look over there. <laughs> Why not? Because look how far, Look how far away it is. Like, I don't care.
0: Don't look over there. So you look over there. No, I didn't. I didn't. I literally <laughs> no, said, saying, like I don't care. Those, I said, I don't tricks. care. I'll get there yeah. eventually. Yeah.
1: Like process. I'm focusing on right. one foot in front of the in each the other. In the moment, right. <laughs> State of my race plan. Yeah. Get to the next aid station. Yeah. I don't really care if I have 100 miles to go. I don't really need to see how far away it is. <laughs> so I like that, that philosophy and mindset is something that I try yeah. to hopefully we'll try to instill in Yeah. My kids, the athletes I coach.
0: Just lead by example. You. (laughs) (laughs) Lead by example, man. I mean, this this stuff blows my mind. I love talking about this. It has been a pleasure. And before we go, I am going to just give you a little, quick little thing talking about exactly what you talked about. Uh, There's a standard you search for that is higher than just winning. Being able to carry out your best effort all the time, and whether you win or lose, you do it graciously with the right attitude. I love that. These are non. It's a non-negotiable. Okay, we need more examples of this. This is what it's all about. Uh, as as dads, as dudes, as coaches. That's us. It's, yeah, that is us. That's us. Uh, we're done for today. We I think we might have to talk more about this. A lot more. Okay. And we also think we can bring in another coach. Yeah. All right. And we, and we it. can we can talk with him about. It. I'd love to hear his perspective or her perspective. Giuseppe, I know we have a couple people. Yep. Giuseppe, yep. We're we got a couple people in mind. But that's it for today. Love that you guys have joined us. Uh remember if you have a suggestion, question, comment, topic you want us to discuss, just DM us on our Instagram handles. Keep it real, keep improving and keep doing
1: better. See you guys. Peace.